0: Cameron, in four days, my son goes back to school.
1: Oh, he starts school? Yeah, Thursday. Wow, Thursday. Teachers go back where I work on Wednesday. Oh, good. But students don't go back till the next Thursday.
0: Oh, wow, we go in a week before you. We also get off like
1: two weeks for you, though. Yeah, it's really
0: terrible. Norman, where you teach, uh, because this is for listeners, is uh, one of the latest going schools I've ever known.
1: And what's crazy to me... Is they just said on Facebook, like, hey, school starts on the 17th, which is the day that starts. And there's parents on there saying, why are you starting so early? I want more time with my precious babies at home. Why are you starting the school year so early? And I'm like, we're starting pretty late.
0: Yeah, it seems late.
1: Like, what are you talking about?
0: Yeah, I agree. What are they talking
1: about? I don't know. People, man.
0: Yeah. Rich white people.
1: I don't understand them.
0: We're excited for school to start um, just because Asher's lost a lot of his reading ability. Mm -hmm. Um, So we're excited for him to get that back. Yes. Um, We've been trying to get him to read, but like as the summer's gone on, he's been like, I don't know if you sound it out, I'll, I'll like finish it. (laughs) What? What are you talking
1: about? No, no. That's not the way this works. (laughs) If we sound it out, you'll finish it? What are you talking about? This just seems like a like a con. Yeah.
0: So um so yeah, we're we're excited because he loves to read and things of that nature. Um he's just gotten kind of lazy with it over the summer. Mm-hmm. Um, which you know.
1: Time to whip him back into shape. Yeah.
0: He's gotten to go on like three vacations this summer. Nice. I- I've only gotten to go on one, but he's gotten to go on like three lucky him i know right
1: i was about to say i don't remember you taking three vacations but i guess you know he has his dad yeah he
0: has his dad and grandparent you're just taking places yeah grandparents took him to the lake for a week lake texoma i guess okay um and then we took him to glacier national park at Flathead lake and his dad took him to carlsbad cavern oh my so um, lots of, lots of fun for him. What an exciting summer.
1: hmm
0: Three out of ten weeks he's been on vacation.
1: sounds mm, lovely. So I, I guess when you're like six, isn't every day a vacation?
0: Yeah, kind of. And honestly, those long trips, I don't know that he gets all that much out of them because there's a lot yeah. of driving.
1: <laughs> I'd be like, if I didn't have to drive, well, if I didn't have to drive and I didn't get horribly motion sick, if I wasn't the driver, I'd be like, this is the best. Mm-hmm. It's like, I can ride in the car. I feel like it's gotten worse as I've gotten older. Like, I can ride in the car, but if I'm like, if I look at anything, like a phone or a book or a game, I, like, feel it. I'm just yeah. miserable.
0: I've never gotten motion sick. Good.
1: Because it's hell.
0: I don't know that this has been a very fun and cool open, but...
1: No. But, you know.
0: Life me.
1: They can't all be winners.
0: They can't all be winners. We should know. We're not winners. Yeah.
1: <laughs> you don't want to listen to losers. <laughs> Cheers to you. Brought to you by the Writers Guild and Screen Actors Guilds of America. Unless someone real decides to sponsor us, this is Boy Meets World Fever, and I'm one of your hosts, Cameron.
0: And I'm your other host, Chance.
1: Hello, Chance. Hello, dear listener. If I'm sounding really a bit strange in the way I'm talking, I have a canker sore at the base of my tongue. Oh. I feel like it's just really throwing me off. So, I don't want to be too gross. I don't really want to talk about it anymore. Unless Chance has something to say.
0: But I'm just putting I it canker. out there. I was just going to say, I had a canker sore this summer. And it made me think of you, because I know you get them bad.
1: Mm-hmm. So this one's pretty miserable.
0: I get them just on a rare occasion.
1: Often. Sometimes multiple. Mm-hmm. And yeah. Like I same thing about you.
0: I had a very painfully emotional life, and you have a very painful in-your-mouth-and-foot life.
1: Uh-huh. You know. <laughs> again, listening to some big losers over here. I was just going to say it all comes out.
0: It all comes out zero at
1: the end. Yeah, it all comes out in the wash, I guess. (laughs) We all have our struggles.
0: You know? Yeah. (laughs) I I never experienced debilitating pain in my foot, and I broke my toe when I was young.
1: Once again, second time saying it on the show, good, because it's (laughs) hell. So, anyway, how you doing, Cam? Besides you? Good. I bought a Stanley. Oh, okay. Because I'm a basic white girl. This is the It water bottle. Oh. Um, at least for the moment, um, but it's like forty ounces. Has this nice handle. Comes in a variety of colors. I chose gray, which I didn't think about it. My wife has a light blue one. It's very hard to tell them apart.
0: Yeah. Is it? It's just a water cup.
1: Um. Yeah. It's like metal. So it, like, like, I put ice in it last night, and I didn't have to put more ice in it until like late this afternoon. Okay. So it's it's very good. It has a nice wide straw. It's just a good. It's a good water cup.
0: Okay, I,
1: I trust you. If you're listening and you know, you know.
0: Yeah, I guess so. I
1: just drink water out of a cup. Mhm. It's just, you know, it's good to carry around, keep with me at school.
0: Yeah, I guess that's true. I used a swell bottle while I was working. Mhm. So I'd put like long sticks of ice in it and it worked pretty well. Yeah,
1: I guess the thing now is this is probably not the It water bottle anymore. I'm going to look like a big dork. Walking around middle school with it, but I don't care because it's huge. And if you mess with me, I can just club you with it.
0: Yeah, sure. I um have a rocks glass, mm-hmm. and inside is a Mai Tai.
1: And what is in a Mai Tai?
0: Um, it's uh, I start out with an ounce of a little lime juice, Ooh. and then um, like three quarters of an ounce as close as I can get to orgeat syrup. Do you know what that is?
1: No idea. It's a kind it's of in uh, relation to maple syrup. No, it's almondy. Oh, nice!
0: Um, kind of an almond flavored simple syrup sort of. It's a um, uh, Italian sweetener. Mm-hmm. Um, and then about half an ounce of half an ounce to three fourths of an ounce of Cointreau, um, a delicious orange liqueur. One of my new friends. Mm-hmm. We've talked and, about that one before. It's true. And then uh, two ounces of rum. I use a very funky Jamaican rum because I like to taste it. Um, but you can do a white rum if you didn't want it to taste like alcohol.
1: But why would you even want that?
0: Um, you know, some people do like it that way. Um, the guy who taught me how to make mai tais always said, "You want you use white rum if you if it's a party and you want to get drunk. You use aged rum. For me, Jamaican rum, but you can just use any aged rum if you want to make a good cocktail. Makes sense. So. Um, but yeah, it's a delicious drink. Um, not healthy like yours, um, and not. I I guess I could whip this at someone's head,
1: and it probably wouldn't feel great. No, probably not. But, but I, you can uh, only do it once. I could do it multiple times with this sturdy handle. Mm-hmm.
0: You could. It's it's a very sturdy handle. Mm, delicious water.
1: So yeah, uh, mai tai
0: is a classic tiki drink. If uh, any of our listeners out there,
1: I did know that.
0: So. Um, it normally is served with crushed ice, um, but our crushed ice is really nasty, uh, so I am using uh, large format, like large cubes of ice uh, that I made in a tray provided for me by friend of the show, Teres Dietz.
1: What a friend. Friend of the show.
0: Friend of the show. If you're listening, thanks for the ice.
1: What a guy. Um, I've been trying to
0: get like my ice clearer and clearer, and it is very difficult.
1: I, I've never really thought about it. Yeah, you shouldn't. I shouldn't. Okay. I mean,
0: lots of different things that the internet um seems to think works. Um, what I've kind of been learning, because I've been learning the science, is that you have to basically like insulate it like on the sides and bottom so that mm-hmm. it freezes from the top down, and then all mm-hmm. of that like fogginess will just be in the bottom layer, and you can like try to chip that off or something. That seems like a
1: lot of work. That does seem like a lot of work. I don't think that's worth it. Um, I mean, ice makes the drink sometimes, dude. But yeah, this water—you know, where I got the ice from—a bag at Walmart. <laughs> um, that's true. Hard to freeze, baby. When uh, when we do this show, I'm I'm
0: drinking and you're hydrating. Hydrating.
1: It takes all kinds, you know. Mm-hmm. Um. So I guess to start. Okay. We should we should check in.
0: Yeah. how
1: How is it going? How are
0: the things that you have um, been picking up?
1: Good. Um, I haven't listened to any more of that podcast that you recommended. Yeah. But that's okay. I'm thinking about it because I've kind of burned through all of mine. Oh. Somehow. I'm just like I'm sort of like in a void. Um. And I'm like I'm gonna have some work days. I'll have some time to where I need to listen to some stuff. But we'll let's see. No promises. Um, see I did not listen to the new Carly Rae Jepsen. However, I listened a lot to Emotion. It's good. But you got to broaden your Carly, Carly. I know. But Emotion like is that. really good. It's really good. It is. Um, yeah, it's just really good. And I thought of a joke. Um, and now every time I hear the song Emotion, I can't not think about it. And I okay. put it on Twitter and nobody responded which is fine. Uh, I'm not on Twitter
0: anymore. I feel like I know. it, it was too
1: good of a joke. It was it was a uh, Carly Ray Jepsen, but she's a 1950s cookbook talking about mayonnaise, and it's like fantasy. Think of me and all that we could do with this emulsion.
0: Uh-huh. That's good. I like that.
1: And yeah, so every time I listen to that song, I think about emulsions now.
0: Mm-hmm. You
1: and I on Twitter have always
0: been too. Um... Too well-rounded and broad. Her mm-hmm. content isn't focused enough.
1: Yeah, you really I realize you really have to lazy like drill down deep into something mm-hmm. to to get much traction.
0: The Carly Ray JRPG um, reading crew is just it's too small of a piece of the Venn diagram. There
1: is surprisingly some overlap between Trails fans and Carly Ray Jepsen fans.
0: Oh, I love that.
1: Um, but not huge. But I feel like there is a Venn diagram overlapping, and it's not just us. Um, so, you know, it is what it is.
0: <laughs> Love that.
1: Something I discovered. Um, but the thing that I really want to talk about yes. is I've watched a lot more Common Rider Kuga. Yes! That's um, so good. I've watched like 33 episodes, I think, at this point. Okay. Um, That's a lot. Yeah, there's 49 total, and... Um, it's just so good. I have one complaint okay. and I voiced this to you. And it's just, I think I talked about this last week, how the villains like they have their monster forms and their human forms, and their human forms are just like the nastiest people. Um the nasty is not the right word. They're sort of a mix of like avant-garde slash punk, and with some with some just like weirdness. Like there's a guy with is it an epaulette, the little shoulder, like a general. Oh you know, with right. the dangly tassels. Sure. Yeah, yeah, no, exactly. um, Like He's just wearing those. And that's really his only thing. Um, but then sometimes, yeah, the, their outfits are very interesting. Maybe I'll post some on threads and Instagram because they're wild. Um, but some of the villains are like super cool. Like there's this one, his name's Go Badaba, and he's just like my favorite. Um, he's just a super cool dude wearing a brown not really leather, maybe like a suede jacket with this red scarf that flows behind him. And he rides a motorcycle. Um, and the way he in the murder game, I don't know if I ever said that the bad guys are having a murder game. Yeah. they kill people. Um, but his, like his challenge was he had to kill a hundred people. Or it was 99 people in seven hours. But the stipulation he had is he had to knock people off their motorcycles and then run them over. To kill them. <laughs> And so there are just many scenes of just this, just the horror of him <laughs> biting people on this motorcycle and knocking them over and then them running. And, you know, the sound of the motorcycle revving is very reminiscent of a chainsaw. Like yeah. there's one scene where the guy runs and he finds this little storage shed and he goes inside and bolts the door. He's like, I'm safe. And then he hears the sound and he just crashes all the way through and out the other side of the storage shed. To kill this man, <laughs> I love. It's that. so ridiculous, and he's so cool. But <laughs> if he became the main bad guy and he's on his quest to murder, I'm like, he's going to be gone. So it's like yeah, the, vill- the villains are really cool. I'm not. I'm not really rooting for them. But I would like to see what happens when somebody wins the challenge. <laughs> it hasn't happened yet. We'll have
0: to. We'll have to make sure your next season is one with good villain.
1: Good. Does Wizard have good villains?
0: Um, I've only seen the first two episodes, and I like the villains, the two villains um, that I've seen. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if they have much staying power. Um, Maybe I'll women... just watch Geats. Oh, Geats. is so good. Mm. Episode 46 was just the greatest subversion of expectations.
1: Nice. Yeah, Kuga has been really nice. I feel like it does something that like kids shows in America just don't often do. Because um, I feel like again my only real point of comparison is like a Power Rangers, maybe like a Beetleborgs or VR Troopers or something. Um, but I feel like they were just like action, 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 maybe a little bit of a lesson that the characters are learning um, over the course of the episode, but it's like 22 minutes, and then it's done. But most story arcs in Cougar are like over two episodes or sometimes three episodes, and I had like a whole two episode arc about, well, one about a monster that was killing people, but then also about like the expectations that we have on children to like both be children and also to be grown up and to know what they're supposed to do with their life, but to be okay with not knowing what they're supposed to do with their life. And it's like very difficult, like a difficult place to be for kids going into the new millennium because this was the year 2000. And like this character who was the main character's teacher when he was in sixth grade is like really wrestling with this fact for one of his students who's like depressed. Cause he's like, I go to school and I go to cram school so that I can get into a good school. So maybe I can make friends and I like, have a happy life. But he's like so crushed by the weight of all of that. And they like mm-hmm. took time to like show that. And like, Sort of had a resolution, but what they weren't like, and this is what we ought to do. It's just like, huh, we, we really need to think about these things. Yeah, I love and that. Like, again, I feel like I text you all the time Power Rangers would never. Power Rangers would never. <laughs> yeah, no, no, yeah.
0: The, the show is probably of the, the four seasons that I've seen at this point almost five. Um, the most Power Rangers esque is Saber, uh-huh. um, but it's kind of supposed to be. Um, it was definitely like a product of the pandemic and like hopefulness is a big mm-hmm. like part of it and even it does a lot of things that like you said power Rangers would never but um it's probably the most kind of like you described but even it has arcs over like uh, a, a lot of the saber arcs are like five to ten episodes long mm-hmm. um i am watching Kamen Rider Revice. I'm actually... I just finished episode 33, so... You watch them so fast. (laughs) I mean, it's basically my main, like, form of entertainment right now. Makes Um, sense. um, But yeah, uh, I'm watching Kamen Rider Revice. I'm about that far. And I was not super looking forward to this season of the... They call it the Rewa era, which is only four seasons long at this point. Um, It was the one I was the least excited for, Um, And I was wrong. I was very wrong. Um, It's excellent. Uh, If it, depending on how it and Geets end, they'll be in contention for my favorite at this point. Um, Where I've told you a little bit, but where Geets is like super epic, like all Mm -hmm. the time, like something's happening and you're just like, this is the wildest thing I've ever seen in my entire life. Mm -hmm. Um, And like, it's this like really gamified show of like. Like I said, the bad guys like drop loot when you beat them and um, stuff, and stuff like that. And like you're working for power ups. Um, and I think it's like pretty incredible, especially the main character um, and his like trickster fox ways. Um, I think it was all really enjoyable. But this show, Revice, is like, man, it is a family drama through and through. Like mm-hmm. the main character. He's one of the most interesting main characters I think I've ever, like, seen because his whole thing is, like, he's selfless, which is kind of what you expect, right? Like, a selfless kid show hero. But, like, everyone is constantly calling him out, like, you're not doing this for me. <laughs> like, like, you're doing this so you can be seen as selfless. like So you mm-hmm. can, like... And, and Your
1: selflessness is selfishness.
0: Yeah, and he, his brother even calls him out at one point. He's like, you haven't, like, you've sacrificed all your dreams for the family but you really haven't like you were too afraid to chase them and wow. like twist the knife and um <laughs> you were he's like you, you were too fr- afraid to chase your dreams and it was easier to pretend that you needed to help others instead um it's just like whoa mm-hmm. what a
1: how rangers a, would never
0: what a shift um and the the middle brother is my favorite one um Kind of Boy Meets World-esque. <laughs> um, well, actually, the middle brother isn't my favorite one of Boy Meets World, but... No. Um, so <laughs> it's the opposite
1: of Boy Meets World in that way.
0: The There's three siblings, um, an older brother, a younger brother, and a younger sister, who's the baby. Um, and there are three common Riders. Like, for some reason, the three of them are the only people who can, like, transform into common Riders. Mm-hmm. Um... And the middle brother is kind of my favorite because while the older brother and the younger sister, because the whole show is about like confronting your inner demons. um, And the whole show, like the the older brother, his demon like manifests in a pretty literal way, like as a demon who pops up and tells him to do bad things. And then like as a warrior and the the sister who like always wanted to be always like work really hard to be tough and strong and to always be seen as invincible and that nothing can hurt her. Her inner demon is like a cute little mascot
1: mm-hmm.
0: because like, that's still a part of her. She just doesn't want people to see it. Yeah. Um, and, but the middle brother, he is like a split personality. He's got like a Jacqueline Hyde thing going on. Um, and kind of a little bit of spoiler, but like at one point he kills his dark side. hmm. Um, like, pretty pretty late in the show. And right now, where I am, like, we're showing that, like, he needed that dark side. Like, that was a part of him. And without it, he's actually worse off. Which I think is another, like, really good, like, real lesson. Mm-hmm. Like, your your bad impulses aren't there for no reason. Like, <laughs> in a lot of ways, they can help you. Mm-hmm. Um, and there is just, it's, it's a really beautiful family drama, like... It, it, it's hard to hard to explain but like almost every conflict you can trace back to like a family conflict whether it's found family or the family you're born with um, and it's not wild it's not crazy um, but it's got really cool suits and just a lot of heart there was like a whole arc recently about guilt and like it was <laughs> it made me like reconsider my life and how I treat guilt <laughs> <laughs> like yeah it, it's a character that injures another character and like then that character likes like it's not a problem that you injured me like now you can chase chase out because they were like both soccer players uh-huh. and like he injured his friend during practice and now he can't play soccer anymore so his friends like it's okay that you injured me like now you can go chase our dream like together like cause we both will have the same dream now you can do it but like then he starts like. Only pursuing that because, like, it's out of guilt, and like, the guilt has literally like made him a prisoner and start to reject or resent his friend uh-huh. for like putting like two dreams on his shoulders. It was just, I don't know, it's huge. I, it I, I feel funny like the emotion is very thing. real. What were you saying? I said, guilt's a funny thing. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. It was, it's a great show. It's really, great. if you would just want to, like, you out there in Listenerville, just want to show that's like about family with a little bit of intrigue, like why is all this happening? And just like a lot of really powerful emotional lessons. Common rider revice is, is good. It's very good. So I don't know if it's six the landing. I'll have to
1: we'll we'll find out. Yeah. Chance will find out. I'll find out eventually, I'm sure. Also, I played a lot more Octopath Traveler too. Which uh-huh. is the other thing that I've brought. And I finished one of the character stories today, and it was, like, super epic. Um, Particio the Merchant. I, like, finished his tale. He's the one that um, you think I would like, right? Uh-huh. And I think it's great. I'm just saying, con- the context-free spoilers, may- has anyone tried beating up, like, Elon Musk or Jeff Bezos and seeing if it gives them a change of heart? Hmm.
0: It's a good question. I'm going to think about it's a good question. Um, if we've, at, at, at home, if we've convinced you to check out Common Rider or Octopath Traveler, um, let us know. Yes, do. Um, any of that. Um, I really haven't played a video game in a while. Um, my wife has still been unable to um, use one of her legs, so mm-hmm. my life is pretty busy. Um, yes, you are her legs. Yeah. You're
1: I, living on both of your dreams.
0: Um, today... I wasn't as tired as I've been, but I've been exhausted (laughs) working a 40-hour job and um, (laughs) taking care of, like, everything around the house and our son, and it's been a lot, but Mm -hmm. it's been good. It's been very good. I wouldn't complain. But he's going back to school. Uh, Yeah, he's going back to school, and uh, hopefully I'll get a Steam Deck soon. Someday. Uh, So I don't really have have any updates. Um, Again, like I said last week, like... Octopath Traveler 2 is already on my short list, so I don't need a lot of convincing to play it. Mm -hmm. I just need to get to a point where
1: I feel like I can commit time to it. Yes, and I'm about to enter into a time where I will be busy again.
0: Yeah, and when my wife and son start going to school and work, I'll start having two hours in the morning again where I just have nothing else to do, so. So
1: might as well, right? Yeah,
0: I think I'll get some game time Mm -hmm. then, so. Well we'll we're, we're we're gonna try some games with that. Yeah. He
1: is gonna do that. Do we have any updates from the strikes that are happening?
0: No. Um my update for today is that um uh those out there in listenerville, he's very famous, but I don't know if he's um like a household name. I'm not sure.
1: Do you know who Adam Conover is? Uh huh, like Adam ruins everything. Yeah.
0: Um, he is really the, the leader of the um Rider Strike. Mm-hmm. Um, he's the like spokesperson, I guess. Face. Yeah, and he has got um on his podcast, um, which I find just by Googling Adam Conover, it's called um, what is it, Factually. Hmm. Um, and just on his page, he's got some really great stuff about um about the the writer's strike and such. And I just really want to like spotlight him and really be like, hey, go check out Adam Conover's stuff if you have questions about um, what the strike is, what the writers are actually fighting for, um, what they, um, what it all kind of means. Mm-hmm. Um, the the uh, Writers Guild and Screen Actors Guild did put out a thing this last week asking people who do rewatch podcasts that cover stricken content to go on hiatus for a while. So I guess we've done the right thing. Way ahead of you. Um oddly enough, Podbeat's World hasn't done that. Mm-hmm. I'm just I'm just kind of curious. They haven't really addressed it, but um we did do what they asked, so that's good. We did. Um bam. That's kind of my update is just like check out adam conover cuz it's really good stuff. Um and it really shines a light on like why this is happening.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I feel like seeing a lot of articles about the strikes, they're clearly like written from a boss perspective um, where it's like the WGA and the whatever, like refuse to meet, not the screen actors, but the people they're striking from Mm -hmm. um, are refusing to come to meet or come to terms and the strikes will go on indefinitely. Mm -hmm. It's like, they're just continuing like they're not meeting, not because the writer's guild isn't wanting to resolve the issue, but because mm-hmm. the bosses aren't coming to the table. Yeah. I mean, um, you're not going to say that in your headline because the bosses own the papers. I mean, we're really in like, you know,
0: people claim that they loved like cyberpunk 20 to 77 and they love cyberpunk stuff. We're kind of at a precipice where like we could kind of end up going that way. <laughs> into this like super corporate driven world Mm -hmm. um these these fights for workers rights like i don't think it's an exaggeration to say like like the corporations want to go a more like cyberpunk 2077 way
1: yeah those work out really well for them
0: (laughs) yeah that's like their goal Mm -hmm. corpo pigs corpo pigs indeed this like myth of uh, we've talked about it several times with this myth of like infinite growth um and like all these all these they want to crush workers rights this is not like them doing what they have to do no this is them putting their boot on the neck of workers rights mm. um and like if you think like this is the, the poor corporations they don't have any money no that's not what this is
1: yeah and here's what's like so dumb. I don't remember if I talked about this last week, but there was like a figure that came out for Peacock, which is the NBC Universal, who are apparently like really bad people. Um, mm-hmm. But the NBC Universal Peacock is projected to lose three billion dollars this year on that that streaming service. Mm-hmm. Like three billion with a B. That's a lot of money that they're just losing because they have this idea of like. Well, Netflix did this and made all this money, so we need to get a piece of that and we will also grow in such a way. And it's just like there's so many like pieces of that. And I'm not saying like Netflix being the only one is the way that it should go. But it's like as we're seeing it splinter, everyone's fighting for a bigger piece of a smaller pie. Mm -hmm. But the way that they're going to try to get a bigger piece is by cutting down on all of those workers like payments and all of those things because there's not infinite anything
0: yeah there, and there just isn't yeah the the streaming war was a bad idea when it started
1: yeah can we just go back to the chicken sandwich war those are the good old days those were the good old days except right. someone literally died so you know not that it's not weird that to
0: bring, it, it's weird to bring up um but it it is kind of a good illustration of this i feel like like mm-hmm. I feel like we've been being fed the line lately a lot like oh we got to have a battle pass like we got to we got to do this like this just we want to keep making content so we got to we got to sell this microtransaction or that one or this one or that one um mm-hmm. and we, we keep getting fed this line of like well, you want there to keep being games right this is how we do it and like this week a game released Baldur's Gate 3 mhm and it has no microtransactions,
1: no and it's not from a major studio.
0: No, it's it's from a small indie developer called Larian Studios, mm-hmm. and it's graphically gorgeous. It is more expansive than ninety nine point nine 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 percent of games, um, and it will be. It, it's reached heights in the last few days that put it as one of the four largest concurrent play users on Steam. Mm-hmm. um like like it's hit a peak that will put it in like the top four peaks ever on all of steam
1: yeah and it like doesn't have any of that it doesn't have
0: any of it i i will i will openly admit that I am very much so looking forward to this game and wanting it I'm probably buying a new console for it I am loving it I want it so badly but I was telling Cameron that like I was like man maybe I'm jumping the gun Like, no one has mentioned the economy. Like, I bet the economy is just absolute scum, Mm -hmm. and, like, they're selling all the things. You probably don't even get, like, half the subclasses without buying them. And I, like, went on, and they're like, no, there's no Battle Pass. In fact, there's no microtransactions. In fact, there's not a single in-game purchase. And I was like, what's happening? (laughs) It's so beautiful. It's just, like, really good. Um, but I, I think it goes to show, like, they didn't, these big studios, they don't need that. Like, mm-hmm. they are selling you a line of poverty while they rake in record profit. Like, it is all about infinite growth. Exactly. Exactly. And it's just, it's bull. It's bull. They're
1: scum. Um, and support workers. Yeah. Workers before jerkers. That sounds gross. Yeah. <laughs> workers <laughs> before... lurkers
0: yeah that that Starcraft 2 unit Mm -hmm. that's just Starcraft Brood War lurkers we don't need those yeah better than jerkers (laughs) (laughs) Um, yeah so um, check out Adam Conover um, and his stuff about the strike it's really interesting Um, he's just very easy to listen to and entertaining I didn't watch a lot of Adam Ruins Everything although he did ruin water for me oh Um, no I better never watch that well not ruin it in a bad way
1: don't you dare
0: but ruin like the cultural perception i have water um water is the best drink for you and you should drink it all the time oh good but he will say some things about the water industry that oh i'm sure it's terrible are kind of wild yeah he has this whole specialist on i'll just give this one spot because it like blew my mind he's like you know how she's like you know how you've been told like you have to drink X much water a day. Like, it's bullcrap. <laughs> like, yeah. you know how you know when you want to need to drink water? When you're thirsty. Maybe <laughs> you can trust your body.
1: Your body has an
0: inbuilt mechanism to let you know when you need to take a drink. And she's like, there's not, like, a measurable amount you should get during the day or anything like that. It's like, if you have altitude, have more water. Um, if you're thirsty, drink water. And she just, like... <laughs> and, and she goes through that kind of like the history of how that like eight cups a day or whatever um, kind of came about. And it's, I mean, it's just as
1: crappy as you would think it would be. Is it a depression era myth? No,
0: I don't believe so. I believe it was basically a myth to begin the bottled water industry.
1: Mm, I hate the bottled water industry. Yeah. What a dumb thing. I mean, yeah. in some ways it's good because it gets water to people that don't have access to good water. Mm-hmm. It can be a useful tool, but most people don't need, you know, a bottle of water. Yeah. It just creates more waste. Yeah. Yeah. So,
0: but yeah, that's, uh, Adam, Adam Conover. Go mm-hmm. check it out.
1: So we've now done our, um, prerequisite of 40 minutes of discussion about everything else. That's true. So I suppose it's time to get to what we're here to talk
0: about. It's true. Who goes first this week? I don't even know. You do. Oh, I do. Okay. Um. So I was thinking a lot about what to bring. Um. I think last week I almost brought a book, but I wasn't. I was only like a fourth of the way through. I'm like two thirds of the way through now, so I'm still not going to bring that book. Okay. Um, maybe, maybe it's very good. It's very good so far. Children of Time. If you haven't check it out, and maybe I will bring it to you this. Um. But I was thinking, like, I brought a podcast. I brought an album um i brought a show common rider mm-hmm. and then i realized I, I don't know that this fully count um but one thing that i'd like to just really encourage you and try to convince you to do while all this struck media around is just play D. that's
1: a good one it kind of ties in with what i was going to talk about so that's good here, here we go Energy.
0: um yeah i think you should like you know, I've been messing around with my character creator lately because I've been excited about Baldur's Gate three. Um, man, it's a fun game. Like it's a fun game, and you really don't need much to play. Like kind of with all of the fan supplement material out there and stuff, mm-hmm. um, you really don't need almost anything to play it anymore.
1: Um yeah, you no don't exactly. even really like dice.
0: No, because you got that on your phone.
1: Mm-hmm. It's fun though.
0: It is, and you know, there's fun ways to. To do it with friends. Um in Norman, where Cameron lives, there's a new DD shop that just opened up. Yeah, I, I meaning to drop by. Um, they like they have DD lessons and they have like all sorts of really cool stuff.
1: Yeah, it's really interesting. You can basically like they have I think every night but one, they have like d games that are going and you can like reserve a seat. But the way you reserve a seat is like you get points by buying things in the store. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's kind of like that um, member loyalty, but then they're able to like you know sell things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And my my uh, I guess
0: brother-in-law and niece. That's weird. Wow, not used to that. Um, mm-hmm. They like they like did two classes. Like they did a class that they paid for on like how to play and how to build your character. we we're, were both a class. And like today, I haven't heard how it went. They like. They got their first ever, like, sh- session DM'd by, like, a nationally recognized DM. Um, this is cool. But anyway, more, enough of that, that shop, DM Dave's. In yes, because
1: you guys can't, most of our listeners can't come to there. Yes, but Philip, you can, so hopefully you're listening. Yes.
0: Um, um, man, I also so, can, but I,
1: you know, I just haven't made it over there. Yeah.
0: Um, uh, and he's got a uh, Kickstarter right now for um, his own setting um, for D and D. But there's like one of the cool things about D and D Five E that almost got ruined, um, but didn't is like the fan community for it. Um, there's this uh, there's this kind of mod that it's like officially released by an indie company, but it's not official, like Wizards of the Coast, mm-hmm. which I think is better, honestly. Um, and it it like you could play the game with pretty much just this mod and it gives you like settings, classes, races, all if you want to play it in more of a Latin America style, like kind of like Aztecs, Inca, Maya. Mm -hmm. And like with their histories and mythologies and stuff like that. I just think stuff like that is really cool. Um, And getting together with your friends and like, honestly playing pretend like it doesn't get old. It's fun.
1: Yeah, it is. It is really fun. Like, I don't feel like I do it enough, no, or have no. done it enough. Um, you've probably done it more than me, um, but I remember when I first like moved back to Oklahoma, we were like, we need to get together and do this, and we did, like for a couple of months. I feel like, and it was just it was fun, like be together with my friends and we're hanging out, but we're also playing this game and going on adventures, and um, it's satisfying in a way that like a video game isn't because mm-hmm. um, i think video games a lot of times are like about the illusion of choice mm-hmm. um, where it is sh- sure sometimes maybe you do have a choice but there's rails um, but something like D D really doesn't have that if mm-hmm. the person who's running the game is good
0: yeah it, it, to be fair to dms they don't even really have to be good they just have to adapt well if something's mm-hmm. not going well in the game well, yeah,
1: that's what i mean like the ones who are there to do more of that improvisation versus like no i have this thing that yeah. you need to do
0: oh yeah railroading the the two big mistakes that a dm can make that can make it not fun is uh self-insert characters that are better than everybody else mm-hmm. um the the paladin in the DD movie for instance <laughs> but um, that was fun it, well it was but it was kind of the whole joke it was, it's like request like you're way better than all of us he's like I can't you have to it's like well that doesn't <laughs> 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 thats so... <laughs> um and then um that and like oh no you can't you can't do that like that's not in the in the plan um, mm-hmm. but yeah the biggest thing about being a DM is like oh they're not having fun with this let's not do that then
1: uh-huh yeah. Um
0: because dME is
1: hard. yes I've done that a couple of times.
0: you have for your students even that must
1: uh-huh. be- yeah that was something that was really fun with it. Um, I didn't do it obviously this last year in middle school. I don't know why I said obviously oh or the year before that of my last fifth grade class because I just don't feel like well
0: that fifth grade class I grade mean I was, was
1: really start. like miserable in a lot of ways thus I left um but like the two classes before that. I had some students that was like they seem like they'd be interested. I'm gonna propose it to them. And during like lunch and recess, we can get together, you know, once a week or whatever and play some d And it was like a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Like I had this group, for some reason, all of them picked rogues.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: And I was like, well, what can we do? Like, I know a prison break. Mm-hmm. And so they that was one of their missions is they like infiltrated a prison to rescue, to break somebody out of prison. And um, it was, that was a lot of fun. They really enjoyed it. And then the next year we started, actually I've done it three years. And the next year we started and then COVID happened. Um, mm-hmm. And then the year after that, I started like, this was uh, 2020 into 21. Um, it wasn't actually D D. What was it? It was a different game. I should have it downloaded on my computer. I can't remember what it's called. Just looking. I really want to play Ryutama. Keep going. Play you want to what? Ryutama. Hmm. I can't remember what it's called. One second. Quest. That's what it was called. Quest. Quest. Um. And what? what's really interesting about Quest, and this isn't to be like, and you can play all these other games, though you definitely can.
0: Well, yeah, I was actually going to bring that
1: same thing up. So keep going. Um, but Quest, it's the same sort of, like vibe as D, but what is really like cool about it um is it's almost like a like a step into something that's a little more complex like D it's like really simple in, mm-hmm. in a in a way it's like you are there's like i think eight or ten different classes and to make your character it's like really easy but it's like you can be so like wild with it like my characters my my students and i all made characters you know they're like fifth grade boys so they're like Dumb, I can't remember their names, like dumb names, but um uh, basically like a paladin with a hammer and lightning magic. Um just kind of set up and like every session you get a couple of points, and then in the next session you have those points and whatever you had bank that you can like spend to use for your skills. Um, um and so in your class, and as you like level up, you unlock more skills and you can select the ones that you have but um, i mean so much of it's just like flavor and like fun like you can be whatever you want like i was the character that i made who kind of helped guide them along at the beginning before they got swept off to greater and grander adventures was like a she was like a sheep person medic okay um and it's just like describe your look and what and here's three words you need to use to describe yourself and um i feel like the character creation side was really broad But like pretty easy to Mm -hmm. like fill out, and then just the each character felt really different, but not too complicated, Mm -hmm. Uh, and like they had a lot of fun with that. So much so, like I started teaching at the middle school where these boys were. I hadn't been there, seen them for a year, because I had them in fifth grade. Then they went to sixth grade, and then when they went to seventh grade, I followed them up, and they found me like back to school night and they were like Mr. Liner we're still playing Quest like we bought our own copy and for like the whole last year because we had so much fun and we're about to start playing D and D um because we like are just like ready to, to do that. And it's just like really exciting. Like they just took it and ran with it. Um it just warmed my warmed my cold heart. <laughs> Your cold dead heart. Mm-hmm. I love that. That's, That's wonderful.
0: wonderful. Uh yeah um, get out there and play role-playing games. Um, I have one that I really want to play. That's kind of like a baby's first D and almost. Um, but it's like very Japanese anime oh. fil- uh, inspired, called uh, Ryutama
1: Mm-hmm. You showed me that one.
0: Uh, that I really want to
1: play. Um, is that one sort I, of like a Studio Ghibli?
0: Yeah, studio, studio, because, Honestly, it's almost like if the characters in a Harvest Moon decided they needed to go on a quest. Mm-hmm. Um because in this world everyone has to go on a journey like it's just part of their society like you reach a certain age you go on a journey um yeah, of course as you do you take from that journey is is what you get yeah um everyone goes on at different times for different reasons but um it's like part of their society uh and yeah it was great um i've always wanted to play shadow run um i've never gotten to but i've always wanted to i own all the books uh digitally for um pathfinder Mm -hmm. um yeah get out there and play some games guys
1: yeah there's lots of entry points Mm -hmm. um yeah i feel like even like not having anybody around you isn't really much of an excuse because like there's things like discord and things where you can find people who are also interested in playing i think part of the fun for me is playing with my friends Mm -hmm. um versus like some randos but you know you got to do what you got to do sometimes
0: It's true. Um, We've
1: presented you with two
0: Boy Meets um, World-themed games that you are more than welcome to go adapt at your Uh leisure.
1: At your leisure. If I don't know if we ever posted them, the rules, but just reach out. Just reach out. I don't remember where the rules for the one I made are, but they're somewhere. Maybe don't reach out on Twitter because Chance won't see it. It's true. The, The X, every time I see it, I get really annoyed. X means stay away closed
0: yeah, I, I really do feel that way and like i there's several things that i've been like oh i want to just tweet this to the void because no one actually sees my tweets about common rider but i'm like i just can't i, I still do
1: that. i know i've spent the last several days gushing about go bah, da, bah. oh and now he's dead i know i did a little in memoriam for him good i even i said he's been my favorite but now he's going on he's He's doing his challenge, so I know he's going to die. And he's too cool to die. Oh, t- he hasn't
0: died yet, though?
1: No, he died. He's oh, dead.
0: Okay. He's gone. As hmm as you're joining this. I kind of feel like you should go on to Agito.
1: I don't know. I don't know. Something a little more modern seems nice.
0: Yeah. Um, um, wizard and Geats are good choices. Either one.
1: But this kind of leads into what I was um, wanting to talk about. Okay. I was going to bring two two things. Well, there was something that I was really wanting to bring, and I was ready to bring, and we were going to have some guests, and I was excited for it, but they couldn't come, so I'm saving it. Okay, good. When they come, this is something else. One thing that I know Chance likes, and one thing that I know Chance doesn't really like. Okay. Um, I don't think I'm going to convince him to do the thing that he doesn't like, but and I honestly don't know if I can convince anyone else. It's pretty overwhelming. Um, but the first thing is the podcast, The Adventure Zone. Um, particularly the first 69 episodes.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Balance, absolutely. Uh-huh. It It's fantastic. It's um, the McElroy brothers for My Brother, My Brother, and Me. When the oldest brother had his first kid, they did just like a filler episode while he was on paternity leave where they started playing d d with their dad. Um, and they were just like goofing off and it was just them being dumb and them, themselves. Um, and it really spun out into this thing where they ended up telling this really pretty beautiful story.
0: Uh, One of the final quotes of the show is, and that's how four grown men played D&D so hard that they ended up crying.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Um, So yeah, I mean, it's really good. They have other seasons, but I don't think any of the others have really quite captured the magic of that first season. No, no. I've listened to them all. Have you you, you
0: caught up on the most recent one? Uh huh. It's pretty good. What? Give me, give me a two-second pitch.
1: Um, group of rogues working in a futuristic Disney world, doing mostly heist-based crimes. Okay. Within the future Disney world.
0: Okay. Yeah, that didn't sell it.
1: Right. So yeah, I don't know if I'm always the best salesman. Was that the, when I lived in Boston? I tried to get a job at this sales place and they told me I wasn't a sales tiger. Um, and so they didn't hire me. I later thought about it and said, That's probably a good thing that I'm not you a sales it. tiger, but you know, I don't know if I have the, the showmanship, but it's was pretty the C good. One, any good? Which one? The C one. Oh, yeah, it was all right. I listened to that one mostly, um, like in a row. Just because I like listened to it a bit, it was really nice though when they stopped doing every other week and just did every week.
0: Because
1: mm. um, they did every other week for a really long time, and it kind of made it hard to get into some of the newer stuff. But you should definitely give Balance a listen. I, we've talked about it on here before. In our very first um, time loop day, we talked about one of the arcs, which is a time loop arc um, that is fantastic and my favorite of all of them. There's also graphic novels. Of the first five arcs at this point, um, that are also really good.
0: That's true. They're very good,
1: especially the time loop one, which came out in February. Is really great. Yeah, I need to
0: I need to do that because I've only done the first three. I think you got me the last one that I got.
1: Yeah, probably. Um, yeah. I, to kind of tell you a little bit more about the story, at least of the first season. Um, yeah, three adventurers: Magnus, Merle, and Taco. Um, from tv tacos from tv Um, but they join basically this group who's going seeking to destroy these grand relics these items of immense power and corruption um, that leave a trail of death and destruction everywhere that they go and they join this group that is seeking them out in order to destroy them to keep the world safe Um, which seems pretty basic at the beginning but it gets really interesting and it's fun it is. Wonderful.
0: Yeah, it's a great time. Um, there is kind of an unfortunate stretch where they have this uh, arc called the Suffering Game, mm-hmm. um, that's kind of hard to listen to. Um, and then uh, they go straight into a thing called the Stolen Century, um, which was very different.
1: Yes. Um, and so they made their own people. game. Huh? They made their own game.
0: Yes. Um, but I, the finale is so worth pushing
1: through those. Uh huh. I don't think the suffering game is bad. It just doesn't feel like what's the point in the same way that the others were. Um, yeah. Like, I think it's an interesting concept, but I don't know if the execution was there.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It just kind of seemed like meanness for meanness sake.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, but the other thing that I want to talk about is another actual play podcast, which I know Chance has tried and not been very into, but it's called friends yes. at the table. Um, and it's just wonderful. But again, I know it's a very massive undertaking because there's like 400 some odd episodes at this point. Um, but I don't, they, they aren't all just telling one big story over 400 episodes. They have different seasons within those episodes. And so they kind of have a three season story. That's pretty much pure fantasy. Um, that's just really good. It's called, um, seasons in hyron Um, in a sort of this like post post post-apocalyptic world where this something has happened that's like set the world back and people have started like to recover um, and have some semblance of life. And now things are starting to happen again. And so this group of adventurers is sort of working together to try to figure out exactly what's going on. Um, And I, I think in that first season, there's a moment that I think just sold it for me. Um, And so I'm going to, say that now because I mean there's like six or seven of them and so they split into two groups and one group is going to investigate something and the other group is going to do something else um, uh, and they're on this boat and when they begin like the characters each have to say like what's some like a feat that you did and their character who's the the warrior she talks about how she fought this pirate and it's like what did you take from them and it gave like a list and she's like the thing I didn't take was their head I'm um, like I Didn't take their head. Uh, Killed them. Like defeated them. Didn't take their head. Um, (laughs) And what ends up happening is there's this pirate ship coming at them, um, and one of the one of the players just says something offhand of like, "This isn't the same guy, right? Like, is this the same ship? It's like, but he's dead, right? Like, that can't be him." Um, And the GM is kind of like, "Well, now it is. Like, now it has to be." And he like basically creates this entire world and this thing that spirals out for most of the entire rest of the show where there's this city um that's ruled by the god of death um who has died and he's god like ruling from on the grave and his daughter is there ruling in the city um and his son is one of their the party's friends that's not one of the players um and so there's kind of this like power struggle but it like plays out over all three seasons of like there's this this group of people that don't die Okay, like it's the city of death, um, and it's like this curse that's been placed on this city where the people can't die, um, and it it's just like wildly interesting. And it all just happened because of an offhand comment from one of the players. Um, but then they also have other seasons that are like sci-fi, sort of not cyberpunk. That's not the right word, but very mech focused because a lot of the a lot of the players um, really like mech stuff. Like that do, Yeah. And so they have a seed they, they have a season right now called a uh, partisan. Um, no Palisade. Partisan was the last one. Um, Palisade. That's like all about this planet. That's like being colonialized and the people that are like pushing back against that. Um, but there's lots of giant mechs and there's basically like these God creatures called the divines that they all represent like some sort of ideal. It's um, so like in the first season you have like righteousness and grace and all these things, and it like spins out where there's all these different um, divines that represent these different characteristics um, mm-hmm. in all these different ways, And but they're all just really super cool, cool mechs, and they play out in some really different ways and kind of dealing with like, you know, what does, you know, they know, they talk about like religion and politics and war and like the consequences of those things through these stories, um, and I just think they're really interesting. Um, and you don't have to listen to all of them if you're like, oh, this is kind of interesting. The one that would have the least amount of baggage to get on is they just finished up a season called Songfiel. That's sort of like a gothic horror-y kind of season Do a lot of uh, um, that they'll be coming back to. So it's, you know, some gross, some body horror stuff. There's like a character who's like a player character who's slowly being turned into a, like a beehive like he's basically made of wax and has magical bees. Um, he's called a deep apiarist.
0: Oh, love that. Um, uh, my favorite class of ranger now, like by far, is the swarm uh, ranger. Mm-hmm. Who has some kind of swarm like tied to their being.
1: Yes, Clint McElroy played a swarm ranger in the Aether Sea. Oh. season. He's like a being made of coral. Um, and um he sends out different swarms of like fish and things when he's in the water
0: love that yeah
1: it's fun uh but friends at the table is really good um oh. Oh, also there's like evil cursed trains in the the um fiel season oh fun. That are really cool and so you have like a train knight who um has like this cool mech suit of armor that they go around in and try to fight trains Like
0: you do. Yeah, I've I've tried to get into Friends at the Table several times on your recommendation. Um for from an outsider looking in, I will say that kind of the problem is not so much the stories that they're telling for like as as a barrier for entry. The barrier for entry is really like how lived in the podcast feels. Like the best way I can kind of describe it is I created an entire holiday to get out of going to other people's houses for Thanksgiving uh-huh. because of how like tied and lived in all of those relationships are and how uncomfortable it is to constantly be an outsider, mm-hmm. like in other people's lived in situations. Um, and it it's kind of akin to that situation as well <laughs> mm-hmm. um, in, in those. Cause, cause even like uh, it, it was a mech one a few years ago, you tried to have me, um start on and I was into it but they kept like making these offhand jokes and referencing stuff that happened before and like I was just like I don't know who
1: any of you are <laughs> were they joking about art killing a nice skeleton man? I don't remember. Because they do get away from that. But like one of the, the very first thing in the very first game is they go into this place and there's a guy who's the paladin and there's like this little skeleton man who's like trying to talk to them but he's a skeleton so he can't. And then one of the characters just hits him and kills him. And then they find out, oh, he was like very nice. He like here's a picture of a painting he made of his wife, and he's like a caretaker for this island. And he has this lovely home. Yeah. And he just killed him. Um,
0: I, I also realize that I might be particularly hypersensitive to this kind of um mm-hmm. this kind of thing. Um, kind of because like I feel that like way with a lot of podcasts, mm-hmm. um, I feel like I I feel like any podcast that gets over, like, 100 episodes, ours probably included. Um, Like, it it just gets this, like, lived-in kind of, like, it develops its own, like, vocabulary and its own, like, set of rituals. It's very hard to come in the middle um, for me personally. Um, and, And I've heard other people having that same issue. I mean, one of the big things that people say about podcasting is, like, like once you're in, you've kind of got the audience you're going to have.
1: Mm-hmm. I mean, it makes sense. Yeah. And I, I, I understand your issues with it, and I respect those. Um, I, I That is not to say someone out there
0: shouldn't give it a try. I really think you should. You may not have the same issues I have. Um, and I make Dragon
1: one of these days. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, I'm always up for a good podcast.
1: Yeah. Um, so I, They really do, I feel like, a good job of telling interesting stories. Mm-hmm. Um and making choices in the games they're playing that aren't always maybe the best for them, but that make for interesting stories to happen. Um, and so it's, it's a lot of fun. They play lots of different games. They do not play D and D. The original game that they played was dungeon world, which I feel like in some ways, I mean, it's a, just a different system that I think seems very interesting. Um, I played it a little bit. Like I DM would a game for my wife and sister-in-law and brother-in-law. Um, that was like fun and they really enjoyed it um but they play lots of different games um like even in like their last two like sci-fi seasons they had like basically a big lead up to those seasons of just like um like the road to partisan and the road to palisade where they played a lot of different little games like maybe two or three episodes of the podcast of like the events in the 10,000 years between the last season and where this one's starting. And so you can really get a feel for a lot of these different systems. So if you're looking for something to play, maybe you find something that's interesting to you.
0: Yeah, um, this is actually all just been a backdoor pilot. Um, Cameron and I are um, going to launch a common Rider podcast. Um, and it's like half like our experiences with common Rider and common Rider news and other half actual play common Rider. So
1: chance on- I know you're only sort of joking, but I wish you weren't. I, I maybe I'm not. <laughs> the Mac Overly
0: turned into a podcast.
1: We we're just in an interesting place right now. That's all <laughs> I'll say.
0: Um, but yeah, so <laughs> mm-hmm. um anyway, yeah. So yeah, that's kind of where we're at. We
1: don't know. We don't know what's
0: happening. But yeah, um I I do I, I am giving you my honest opinion as an outsider. I'm um, not at all saying you shouldn't try friends at the table. Um, Cause I think you should. Um, and definitely breaking into the first like big storyline of um, adventure zone. Um, it's great. Super worth it. And if you like decide you're only going to do that first storyline. Um, you yeah. You've got a real endpoint in mind. Like, it's not like you're committing yourself to a whole thing. Mm-hmm. So. It's just
1: 69 episodes. Nice.
0: Yeah, 69. Nice.
1: They didn't do that on purpose.
0: They didn't. Uh, although, I feel like there's some interludes and stuff that they don't include
1: in the episode count. Uh-huh. So that makes, you know. It might make we know. Little... <laughs> Wink. But, we didn't do it on purpose. Wink.
0: Uh, Cameron and I did at one point. If you ever um, uh, are in listen to an episode, a one shot where they're having a race. Um we were there. We were there. We were in the audience while they were doing it. It was a great time. So, uh Cameron and I are not kidding for our love for this. We have seen it live.
1: Mm-hmm. We drove to another city. We drove 4 hours to go yeah. watch these four dudes play D&D together. And we loved it. Yeah, it was a great time. So,
0: um yeah, we'll get together and we'll play some D&D. Shows.
1: Also, the music of the adventure zone is really good eventually it is um the music of friends at the table is amazing okay one of their players like plays a variety of instruments and uh i would recommend just listening to the soundtracks to those um friends at the table um the person's name their name is uh, jack to keat and you can look up all the music from the show it's like really good like yeah. I'd sometimes play it for my class like while we were doing work cuz it's just like good no words.
0: Um, good like background music. Uh-huh. Um I don't think we have any listener mail. Um I haven't been on Twitter so <clears throat> again, sorry everybody out there just man, I'm really feeling the bird app being ruined. Mhm. Um and and I'll probably try to start getting back on our Twitter. Um It's still the bird app to me in my
1: heart. Me too. Forget X.
0: Yeah. So this
1: isn't algebra class. I'm
0: going to try. Don't, don't stop tweeting at BG world fever. Um, I'll still get notifications. If you tweet at us and um, I'll still try to try to respond. Um, But just know if I, you've like responded on there and you haven't like, sorry, I'm really just mourning the stupidity of Elon Musk.
1: Mm -hmm. As we all
0: are. Um, So yeah. Um, But Anyway, how about you can follow us at BG World Fever on Instagram and threads. That's active still. Uh-huh. I'm still uh, Karen's, there. Cameron's doing a great job. You can email us, BGWorldFever at
1: gmail.com. Yeah. Um, we'd just love to hear from you if you've tried out any of these things, if you have something that you would like to recommend. Yeah, I would
0: love to start getting some audience recommendations of things on here. Um, I know we have people who are um, – wholeheartedly recommending wrestling and we agree with that. Um, I am gonna try to watch some. It's just been really busy lately.
1: yes. if you like wrestling, the f- people over at friends at the table are big wrestling fans. Oh, there you go. They recently did a one of those little interstitial episodes before the season started. They um, did a uh, I think it was just one episode they played this game called My Way, which is all about uh, professional wrestling. But they had it about um, sum, sum, Mech Sumo.
0: Max Sumo. Uh-huh,
1: which was a sport that they invented in one of their previous seasons.
0: Love that. Um, yeah, check out Friends at the Table. A lot of great content. Yes. They um, have and, and just go... If you need to know how to start playing a tabletop RPG, want some recommendations, maybe want something that's not d stuff like that, just hit us up. We'll help you. Yeah. Always, always happy to hit us up. Um, and yeah, all you need is a player's handbook and a pocket full of dreams. Mm-hmm.
1: You don't even need a player's handbook. You can just get that stuff online.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's, it's really
1: nice though. I like, it. I like the player's handbook. It's nice to look at.
0: Yeah, and it's it's just good to have. Um, but yeah, you know what? In this intermission time, where the studio's being stupid, you may see an actual play podcast on this podcast. Maybe. It's possible. I wouldn't hate it. I, hate it. Um, I do because uh, I kickstarted it. Uh, somewhere in my files have uh, the core rulebook for the official Avatar the Last Airbender. Oh, cool. Uh, TTRPG, because I kickstarted it. Nice. So
1: I showed you that uh common writer tabletop game, right?
0: Yeah, we might look more into that one. It's still on Kickstarter though, right?
1: I think it comes out in like October. Um hmm. I mean
0: we might still be having a run strike in October. Who knows? Who knows? Um, I'm a little bummed that we're gonna we're, we're we're gonna definitely miss the anniversary now. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm not. I don't want to promote Strike media. Not that it, what I do here matters, but <laughs> I have my integrity. Dang it!
1: Dang it! That's all we've got.
0: That's all we've got is our integrity.
1: We so. have no money. Nope. we do have some listeners, and so we appreciate you, and we love you, but Thank we you. don't have a bunch. But we have our integrity.
0: We have our integrity. And we have
1: common right. <laughs>
0: we have common right. Um, even though Toei totally don't care about us, but Toei, if you want us to, we can be
1: bought. That's all I'm saying. I'm just saying. We <laughs> said it before. I'll say it again.
0: Um, I'm not gonna bring this show ever because I did talk about it when I talked about getting into Tokusatsu. Um, but Ultraman Blazar is still free on YouTube. It will always be because they just want western audiences to get into it um five episodes in it is excellent it is so much fun it is so good um you can do it japanese subtitles japanese with english subtitles or um really cheesy dub but it's actually kind of like fun in a lot of ways it's Mm -hmm. like old old like intentionally bad dubbing um it's actually a lot of fun to listen to dub um it's just cool it's really neat um Go watch it. Ultraman, Blaze, like Blaze, but then instead of an E, an AR, Blazar.
1: That's how I figured it was written.
0: Um, it's free on YouTube and not like people are posting it that way, but like the company is like, we need Western audiences to like this. Um, and I just think you should check it out. You should. I should. We all yeah. should. Um, it's only five episodes and the whole show is going to be 25 episodes.
1: Well, that's a very low barrier to entry. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah,
0: I I intend to check out some older Ultraman seasons pretty soon because they're all only twenty five episodes and they're all available on YouTube from oh, the official that's distributor. So nice. that's um, really there's cool. only there's I think there's only one other season that's English dubbed, but I don't I don't need that. It's a nice yeah. feature, but I, I know how it. to read. Yeah, so um yeah, but other than that, that's all I've got. That's all I've got. So from all of us here, Booming Twelfth Fever.
1: So long, world.
0: So long, world. We'll